everyone, and welcome to Last Week in Basketball, a recap of some of the most important storylines and highlights that happened this past week in the NBA. I am your co-host, Mowgli, and sitting next to me, as always, the man, the myth, the mouth. Welcome back, everybody. We're here for all the Game 2s. Number 2. Yes, we are, Malv. Game 2s are all in the books. It seems like the elite teams are starting to separate themselves from the pack, yes? Oh, always. I love it. You love to see it. And let's get into it, shall we? All right. The New York Knicks versus the Atlanta Hawks. Wow. Okay, let me just say this first. This is my second favorite series so far. I love the energy. I love what's going on. You need to go to a playoff game in Madison Square Garden. That's oh, what it feels yeah. like. Oh, and especially now while they're winning, you know, like I don't know it, but like everybody says it. All the media guys are like, when New York basketball is good, basketball is just good. Well, yes, this was game two. Go ahead and tell us the score of this. This was a nice one. So the Knicks take down the Hawks 101 to 92. Trey Young. 30 points, 7 assists, 1 rebound. I actually was only able to catch the second half of this, but when I did, wow, are these Knicks fans, they love Trey Young, they love booing Trey Young. (laughs) Earlier in the day, Trey Young's dad actually gave a quote to one of the New York newspapers, and he's like, yeah, when it happened to Reggie Miller, Reggie Miller was in his prime, 28-29. With Trey Young, you're going to see him for 10 or 15 years. Hopefully that is the case. It seems like he's a great villain, great energy there, and you saw it at the end. He was upset. He's like, yeah. I'll see you in the A. I'll see you in the A. Uh, it was crazy. It was crazy. And you can tell he it's affecting him, and he wants to perform good. The stakes are getting higher. And he, it, Yeah, yeah. But I liked it. No, no, he was good. It was good. He was frustrated in this game, too. But like you said, for game three, when doing more prediction, you know he's going to come in. You know, but we have to talk about the Knicks this game. Derrick Rose came through for game two for the Knicks, you know? Derrick Rose. <laughs> Shout out to all my Batman Forever fans. If you don't know what that song is, that's Seal, Kiss from a Rose. Unfortunately, we were not able to get the licensing for that, so I had to sing it for all of you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Yes, Derek Rose stepped up. 26 points, 4 assists, 4 rebounds. He had an epic post-game interview talking about how he had been visualizing this moment, huh? Yeah, I saw that. He was talking a lot about mindfulness because, uh, you know, a lot of us who who grew up with Derek Rose right with the Bulls, you yeah, know. Yeah, Bulls Rose, number one. Yeah. Oh, my God, the explosiveness, you know. And he was bringing that. He was reflecting because, you know, with his other game, his big game, uh, what, with the Wolves, the 50-pointer. 50. Yeah, you know, like he was very emotional through that and – You know, a lot of us fans know his turmoil, like all the injuries really, really set him back. You know, he was a shining star. He was the youngest MVP in the NBA. The future was so bright for him. It was, it was, it was. It really was. It really was. And you know, that has to mess with your head when it all falls down. You know, T-Mac has talked about it. A lot of greats who've gotten injuries. They've all talked about it, how it's a big mental game. So with Derrick Rose, it seems like he reflects a lot on his life, especially during the troubled times, you know, especially the beginning years in the Wolves. I think with the Knicks again, uh, who else would he drop from? Detroit? Yeah, he played with Detroit. And, and all the injuries, do you remember how long it took him to, like, mentally feel like he was ready to go? He was with <laughs> Chicago, and, like, the doctor's like, yeah, he's cleared, but then Derrick Rose is like, oh, I don't feel right. I don't no, because right. we've known him for that explosiveness. Like Westbrook, if you guys, if any of our listeners didn't watch Derrick Rose at He was peak, John Morant. He was Donovan Mitchell before all of these dudes came in. And explosiveness. So, like, that's why I said when you, well, that's why I like what you said about the, like, the doctor saying, like, he's good. I remember that, like, he would always jump off no matter what. But, like, when coming back from the injuries, you saw that hesitation, like, no, I'm not going to jump it. You know, I'm just going to put like, you know, a little Ali or, you know, or pass it in, you know. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of like being on that reflection level. He's saying like at this game, it was, you know, tremendous. You know, what a feat to do. 
but he's not looking into the past or the future right now. He's looking into the moment right now. And I think for all his years of all the stuff he's went through that, like, that's what he's doing now. And like, that's probably going to make him and the Knicks a little bit better, you know, like focus on the game that's at hand, you know, don't think, oh, we're one, one game three, you know, like game four, we, you know, we got to be three and one by then, you know, it's like, no, let's live in this moment right now. And for him too, it's another extra meaning. like, he has to take it all in because he doesn't know if it's going to be taken away from him, you know? Definitely a very cool moment for him, especially at Madison Square Garden. I wanted to give a little bit of a shout-out to Julius Randle, who was actually awarded the most improved player. So we had called that. Congrats, former Laker, now most improved. I think he had 98 out of 100 first-place votes. It should have been a sweep because I don't know who else could have been that. But, yes, we are very happy for him. Game three of that series is going to be tomorrow, Friday, at 4 p.m. at Atlanta. How do you feel about that? Uh, I already think this like uh, Trey Young is gonna he's gonna step up. I I, I feel I love that you energy. have to that energy and he's at home now. Yes, I had mentioned how this was my second favorite series. The reason for that was because of the energy at MSG. I want to see what the energy is going to be like. In, it has to be amped up, yeah, you know. A. And especially now, like I wanted to bring this up towards the end of this is like um, I don't know if anybody watched, but Trey Young got spit on by yes by a fan last night. Inappropriate, you know. So like. That that's well, that's part of basketball, but not that much, you know. Like screaming, yelling, heckling is okay, you know. But like acts like this, especially it's the main star. I know you want to get under his head and stuff, but like to quote the cranberries, you want to get in his head, yeah, you know. But it happened. To, that's not even just like one of the only incidents, you know. Let's no, go on to yeah. another game too. That something else happened, and that was the seventy sixes versus Washington game. We have two separate fan altercations, both happening in the Eastern Conference. These East Coast motherfuckers, My listen. God. <laughs> we're just getting out of COVID. Don't fuck it up for everyone else, all right? Because it's getting out of hand. So with Trey Young, the fans spit on him in New York, and then in Philadelphia, Russell Westbrook was playing. He got injured. Mm-hmm. He was going off the court, and as he's making his way through the tunnel, a fan throws a bunch of popcorn at him. Yeah. And he's literally being like, guarded by four security guards who are just holding him back. Oh, he, yeah. No, he living. blew up. He's he blew furious. up. You know, like, you saw him, like, and this isn't the first time this has happened to Russ, you know? Exactly. And he's known for, like, not really holding his strength. Like, a lot of us normal people, if somebody spit on us, somebody threw, somebody said shit to us, like, we're going to, like, react a little bit, you know? But he had to be held down by, like, five huge security guards, you know? I know, right? I know, I know. And you had mentioned that this wasn't the first interaction. He also had another interaction in Philadelphia with that other fan oh, who I had remember flipped him off. Yeah, yeah, and OKC. He, OKC yeah, yeah, he yeah. was in OKC, and Westbrook's like, what the hell's wrong with this dude? Mm-hmm. Yeah, these fans are getting wild. You had Kyle Lowry, remember, in the finals in Golden State, and that dude was like a part minority owner. Yeah, owner. I don't even know what happened. He got his thing banned for, oh, for at least sure. a season, he's, I think. He's yeah, gonna, He's going to pay the price. It's just crazy. Kevin Durant tweets this. It's all fun and games until your ass gets banned. Yeah, man, like... <laughs> If this was a regular person or not in a situation where you were protected, your ass is going to get destroyed by a six foot seven dude. And let me tell you this. I think this is just because the 76ers are amped because they put a beat down. We haven't even talked about the game. 120 to 95, guys. They got beat down the Washington Wizards. Like Mowgli said, Russell Westbrook went out in the game. He slightly rolled his ankle. I'm not sure on the injury update. I think it was just for the game. But I think he only had like four points, maybe two assists, if that. Pulling up his stats right now. But the 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 best player, obviously, on the Washington Wizards right now, Mr. Solo, Bradley Beal, 
killing it with 33 points, but to no avail, this does nothing. I think his whole team, everybody was under 11 points. There was nobody over that. Russell Westbrook, real quick, 10 points, 11 assists, 6 rebounds. So as Half right. 29 minutes, <laughs> so he got injured. It wasn't his full stat. He probably would have put up a bit more points. Yeah, Beal. Beal, Beal stepped up. But like this, I'm glad we talked a little bit more about the actual fan stuff because the game, I think this is washed, bro. I didn't that- watch this game. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was hiking. I was present in the moment. I got invited to a cool hike, and I was like, okay, let's go. The 76ers have it. They just got to make sure they keep Joel Embiid. I know him and Simmons had the exact same points last game, so at least for Simmons, we were talking crap about him not doing anything. At least he came up and threw up a couple more shots into the air. The big three of Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, and Ben Simmons all score at least 19 points. Tobias Harris, 37 game one, 19 this game, nine rebounds. Yeah, Embiid and Simmons both had 22. Simmons almost a triple-double. That's what you want to see. Would you rather see a 22-8-9 and nine? Game from Simmons or a 15-15 and 6? No, we talked about this at yeah. his first game stats. No, I'd rather have this here. Yeah. Well, you know, even though it's to this subpar team, at least get that fucking confidence to shoot the ball, bro, from far. You know, like, not to give it up. And I'm pretty sure he's listened to all the chatter, and that's why he came up and stepped up. You know, he could do it. I don't know what it is in his, you know, in his psyche or anything. In his head, <laughs> in his head. Sixers, Sixers. <laughs> wait, wait, shout out real quick though. Dwight Howard, eleven rebounds off the bench. So yeah, he still got it. That's it. Anything else you want to talk about for the no, Sixers? I think that's good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to the Brooklyn Nets versus the Boston Celtics. Well, that's a wrap. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's it for us too, guys. I, that's a wash. Okay. Another one. Fucking Brooklyn killing the Celtics again. 130 to 108, bro. This is not fair. I feel bad for the Celtics even though I shouldn't, you know? I shouldn't. There's no valiant effort I'm seeing. Brooklyn in the first quarter dropped 40, in the third they dropped 38, and the game with 130. Uh it's going to be very very hard to beat this team. I know Jason Tatum got injured. He had an injury to his eye, so he left the game with nine points and four rebounds. Danny Ainge does expect him to play for game three. From the Brooklyn Nets side, yeah, it's Kevin Durant. Joe Harris finally caught fire. <laughs> My goodness. I don't know if this is good or bad for Brooklyn, though. Let me tell you why. Because they're not being challenged right now. So when they're actually faced in these situations where, where the stakes are a bit higher— they don't have those those reps. So this could be either a curse or a blessing for Brooklyn. I think it might be a little bit of both, but I'm saying more of a blessing right now because they haven't played with each other that much during the season. You know, so you kind of want them to gel, in, especially during the playoffs, but especially during games like this where you know you're going to win. But go into that mindset, it's like, okay, let's do our, like, our fucking, let's run our plays, you know, let's run situations, let's fucking play like, we're going to play the next guys. If two of these fools just go off, it's going to be hard for the Celtics and other teams to, to beat them still. It's impossible. Both of us changed our series predictions from five to four games for, for Brooklyn. Yeah, it, it's, it's looking like that even before. It's looking <laughs> yeah, like that. It's just like looking that. like that. All right. I think that's enough of that's that That's enough game. for them. From one beatdown, let's go to another beatdown. The Milwaukee Bucks. Hammered the Miami Heat, 132-98. to You got to know this feels great for them. They're up 2-0. They're getting their redemption. Giannis is stepping up like a crazy dude. Yeah, 31-13-6. Chris Middleton, 17. The main thing, though, is going to be the Miami Heat. I've been praising them. 
But now, when it actually matters, Jimmy Butler, where are you? Ten That's points, Again. four assists, two rebounds. Bam Adebayo stepped up in points, but still, single digits in rebounds. He had three. You cannot do that if you're the second most important player. Goran Dragic is doing his job. He, he's, he's valiantly trying to keep this team afloat to the best of his abilities. But yeah, with Milwaukee, they started that game off so hot. 46 points in the first quarter. They did not let up. They just want their foot on the gas. That taste, that sour taste in their mouth from last year. Miami Heat embarrassed them. That should have been them oh, in the yeah. finals, right? That's what everyone was predicting last year, but no, that it wasn't the case. Miami, well, come on. The Miami challenge, is it too big? Right now it isn't. You said this game was going to go to seven. This series, I still feel like it might go to seven. Breaking news. Well, I think it might be time that I change my series prediction one more time. Ha ha ha. Ugh. Game three just finished up. The Milwaukee Bucks smashed them even worse than game two. 113 to 84. Feels like every time Miami was going to try and make a run, the defensive intensity and just the cohesion that Milwaukee had was incredible. I look at Brooke Lopez. He only had 13 points, but super effective in the paint. It was using that seven-foot frame. Chris Middleton, 22 points. Giannis, 17 points, 17 rebounds. On the Miami Heat side, Butler and Adebayo did step up. It just, they needed more help. I don't know what happened. I was expecting the home crowd of Miami to kind of rally them and be that support. And Milwaukee just had different plans. They said, no, 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 fam. We remember what happened last year. We're going to try and get you back. I still think Miami has a game, maybe two, but it does look like Milwaukee in five. A little bit disappointed. I had a lot of hopes for Miami. I was riding the heat train for a little bit. I guess the heat wave, according to those t-shirts. Well, there's next year. Okay, now back to Malvin Mobley. All right, well, that's enough of the game twos in the Eastern Conference. We're going to the West, homie. Yeah. And now we can talk about my favorite series so far. <laughs> the John Moran Show is recorded in front of a live audience. To get your tickets now, please go to NBA.com or something like that. This guy no, is crazy. No, this guy is crazy. And, you know, because you said your, seri- your second best series, I'm going to tell my second best series right now. No, this now. is my first favorite. Uh, this is my favorite series. Well, I meant this is my second best series, even though I haven't watched one full game. <laughs> Fucking Mal. <laughs> oh, my God. Why have you watched this game? You're missing John Morant live, man. Because I know that's your boy. That's the only reason I'm not going to watch him. But he's going on a tear right now. He's going on a ridiculous tear. I want to pull up this stat real quick. Listen, he is now the second all-time leader in points scored in his first two playoff games. You know who he's only trailing? George Mikan. Great Laker great. Laker great, exactly. Back in the day. (laughs) Well, one thing we forgot about this game... Is the return of somebody, Donovan Mitchell, man. He's come back after, I don't even know how long he was gone after an ankle. It said at least 40 days. It didn't even look like he missed a step. It didn't look like he missed a step. He got 25 in his first game back. All that rust and stuff, that's pretty good pointage. It was just raining threes, dude. 19 threes from Utah. Effective field goal percentage from both sides. This was actually a very, very high-scoring game. Oh, no. I think it was the high-scoring game so far of the playoffs. 129 to 141, the Utah Jazz tie the series. So we're going to Memphis, tied 1-1. How do you feel about this going forward? I'm really, I really don't know, bro. 
I really don't know because Donovan Mitchell coming in and showing up, the whole spirit of the team is up. Everyone was yeah. up. Shout out to Jordan Clarkson, though, because he was the most improved. Yep. Also a former Laker. Man, would everyone. Sixth man of the year, bro. That's what he got, not most improved. Oh, did I? Oh, exactly. My yep. bad. The, the other, other Laker. Laker. <laughs> Jinx. Get out of my head. In my head. <laughs> Fucking mouth, dude. Fuck. Yeah, Mike Conley, he was 20 points, 15 assists. Very yep. impressive. Bogdanovich hitting threes. Gobert had 21, 13. He had a massive block on Jaw, though. Did oh, yeah. That? No, I saw that. That was crazy. Well, I was going to bring that up to you yeah, when you're yeah. going to bring up his 47 points, which is a crazy feat, like you said, for his being his only second game in a race. 47, being the 7, number and one. 4. Yeah, no, that 47 points, I was going to shit on you, though, for sure, because that block was nasty. I even wrote it on my notes no, it was, to make sure. It was offensive. That was, that was such a nasty, nasty one. But credit to Jaw for not letting that affect his mental confidence, and he kept on going, though. Dylan Brooks. Oh, man, he showed up, too. A little bit of foul trouble, though. He did have 23. Uh, you don't want to see one assist and two rebounds. Malv, is this ridiculous three-point barrage going to withstand once they go to Memphis? Because the Jazz were unconscious. I'm going to pull up these stats real quick. Three-pointers, well, it's always 19 harder to 39, when you get 19, like I mentioned. Uh, yeah. yeah, Gobert and the rest of the Jazz, they can't let these fools get hot or fire, you know? They have to stay on this, like, hot scorch iron right now. Because once they let it down, I could see your boy just being like, oh, let's steal a game here and there. It's like, you know, let's steal another one. You know, like, I could see them doing that. And that's why I feel like... They've got the Jazz on their toes. The Jazz have to be almost 100% every night now just to get this done in a fucking timely manner. I just want to give a shout-out, too, to that Utah crowd because it is wild. It is super wild. It seems like it's very packed. You like to see that energy there. Would you like to move on? Yeah, I want to go to a place where we didn't see that much energy. Whoa. (laughs) Enlighten us. Well, your other white boy, Luca, and the Mavs, they just straight dismantled Kawhi, PG, and the Clippers, 127 to 121. I know that doesn't sound like a huge, huge end box score, but if you watch the game, it was Luka taking over. To, to the Clippers' credit, though, Kawhi did step up. Well, you had to, but it's still no win. The Claw had 41 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Josh to 39, bro. I know, I know. We'll get to Luka right now. Paul George had 28, 12, and 6, but this was Luka... And Porzingis and Tim, and Tim Hardaway yeah, Jr. He's coming. He wants that contract. That's what he wants. Guess what? Luca and Tim Hardaway were my fantasy players. Oh my I'm telling God. you right now, dude. Like, Start betting. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, we're going to have to do a fantasy show right now. Actually, that's what we are going to do. Uh, Impromptu fantasy. I just created it on the spot. When fantasy season rolls around next year, we're going to do a special fantasy episode. Who my teams are. Who you should draft. Trust me. Mowgli knows fantasy. Hey, I know he's my co-host, but I trust him. Yes, thank you. (laughs) But no, this game right here, what is happening to the Clippers? The Clippers, I'll tell you right now, it's mental. It's always been mental. This team is way too talented to be stumbling, to be fumbling to a second-year, third-year player in Luka. Ty Lue, Paul George is just doubling, tripling down. No, 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 there's no pressure on us. There's no pressure on us. No, no, dude, that's the wrong approach to take. I know you're supposed to kind of have that energy and just rally the troops, but there is a lot of pressure because this, if they fail this year, it's going to be more of an epic failure than it it was last year. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. And these teams are just going to keep getting better. Porzingis, we talked about him. I know it's still not up to his high points, but 20 points? Tim Hardaway coming, like I said, the 28. He's such a... The last two games, he's coming up. And I, I know I joke, but you know it's because of that contract, too, is coming up. <laughs> yeah, you right? Know? So he has to step up his game, and it's a mental game now I'm seeing. 
I, it really I, is because I just saw like the like what you mentioned the Ty Ty Lu. He was just saying, uh, "We have no concern. There's no concern for our team right now." It's like, well, you should be concerned. Yeah, because weren't the Clippers like a top five defensive team this year? I don't see it. Uh, neither do <laughs> I. I don't see a fight. I don't see effort. Am I sad? Because I did want to see the Battle of L.A., but I don't even know anymore. I think with this whole narrative of them trying to avoid the Lakers until the Western Conference Finals, the major thing that the Clippers are dealing with is this tunnel vision with the Lakers. They're just so focused on them, they're not paying attention to anyone else. And it happened last year. It's on the verge of repeating itself again. That's what that Derrick Rose thing said, man. You Play in the, the moment, moment right? right? Be in the moment right now. You're playing the Mavs right now. That's who you need to be concerned with. Luka is your main concern. Who do you think is happier right now, Montrez Harrell or Lou Williams watching the Clippers collapse? Ooh. I think it's Montrez. Yeah, uh you saw the tweet, the tweet like he what did he say? Well, okay, Montrez was going. He was like trolling the Clippers, and I guess there was a meme or somebody posted something of like saying that Montrez was the problem in the at you know at the bubble the, the bubble last year, and then like he just liked it, you know. And I think he just commented like, "Oh yeah, I was the problem." Yeah, like, you know. Like, oh yeah, it was you, me. You know, it was me, guys. It was me. You know. So I think he's having a big one, even though he was on the bench all game. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, but he was a solid player. Mont- oh, we'll get to the Lakers in a little bit because they're our next team, but. One more thing before we do this. I had no idea Fox Sports is now called Bally Sports. Did you know that? No, I didn't, bro. Because the Clippers used to be on Fox Sports Prime Ticket. I was trying to watch the game on NBA TV, and then it's like, oh, you have a blackout. And I was like, okay, well, I'll go to the— uh, Dang, they have blackouts on NBA TV? Yeah, it's crazy. Dang. See, this is why I legally stream basketball <laughs> games. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, all right, all right. That's enough Clippers talk. Eric, we're sorry. We want to talk about them more. We want to see them play the Lakers, but come on, man. What do you got to say about this, man? <laughs> We're running a little bit late on time. We want to squeeze in the Lakers and the Suns because we are Lakers fans at our core. We wanted to save the best for the last. And yes, it was an epic game. Finally, (laughs) finally, finally, we even out the series, guys, 109-102. It started out great defensive intensity. Schroeder, he actually redeemed himself. I was very impressed with him. For all the slander I was giving him (laughs) earlier on, he stepped up. So yes, the Lakers, they do tie the series 109 to 102. The next game is tonight. Breaking news. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, what a game that was. Game three between the Lakers and the Suns has just wrapped. The Lakers, they pull off the victory in front of their home crowd. That was a ridiculous stat that the announcers, the commentary team, pointed out that the Lakers had not won a playoff game in Staples Center since 2012. Long, long overdue. What a great performance by Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Dennis Schroeder. To quote Dumb and Dumber, he totally redeemed himself with back-to-back games where he's played very well. I think COVID kind of got the best of him and he's getting his legs back. Overall, it was a very solid performance by the Lakers. I love the intensity. I love, you know, the defense. I love the offense. Late in the game, the Lakers had a steal, and Anthony Davis was about to just smash an epic, epic dunk. Unfortunately, he missed it, but if he would have made that dunk, my goodness, that Staples Center crowd would have erupted. Uh, They were feasting in the paint, the Lakers were. You could see the size disadvantage, so it was so evident. Um, One thing, though, for the Phoenix Suns, DeAndre Ayton, he's going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem eventually. He's very talented. He had 22. He had 11 rebounds. Chris Paul... That's what it is, man. He's that shoulder. Something's going on. He's cursed or something. I don't even know. The Chris Paul curse. 
each time we get to the playoffs, like it just seems like his body cannot withstand it. Very unfortunate because he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Don't know whether or not he's going to be able to make a championship run this late in his career if all of these injuries keep piling up. Uh, yeah, very unfortunate. Devin Booker, 19 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds. And another thing real quick. We forgot to mention the other basketball game that was taking place at the same time as this, the Denver Nuggets and the Portland Trailblazers. I wasn't watching that at all. I didn't catch any of that game. I was watching the other game. And uh, it looks like the Nuggets, they pulled out a victory in Portland. They're up 2-1, 120-115. to 115. Nikola Jokic, 36-11-5. On the Portland Trailblazers side, Damian Lillard, 37-5-2. So yeah, you know, those two guys are going to be battling head-to-head. Uh, can't really tell you that much more because I didn't really watch the game. But yeah, Denver is up 2-1. Malv and myself both had Portland winning this game. We were wrong. Well, that's all I can say right now. Back to Malvin Mowgli. A couple of notes when I was watching the game. Yeah, Schroeder and CP3 were teammates. I forgot they were teammates in Oklahoma okay, City yeah. last year. And AD and Booker, they were both Kentucky alumni. They were getting chippy. Mm-hmm. I think the commentators had mentioned something about that as well. Um, Jay Crowder... And the Lakers, they have some beef. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell. It's from last year. It's from LeBron when Jay Crowder and LeBron were teammates. And then and then when Jay Crowder was a member of the Heat last year. Yeah, he's he's a feisty dude. Oh, he's always been that way. I loved him when he was in Celtics. Like yeah. that energy. Yeah. Marc Gasol, he stepped up. He had a nice three and an outlet pass. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, he was playing pretty well. Yeah, he's surprising me too. Playing pretty well, but AD kind of, you know, a Push young fella. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's levels to this. Well, hopefully those levels stay up. Like I said, the main thing, like, AD has to be the aggressor. I know a lot of people say for sure LeBron is the key, but, like, you really need AD to be aggressive to, like, have that second man to just go off on. Let's go ahead and switch to the Phoenix Sun side for a little bit, yeah? Chris Paul and that injury, it doesn't look good for the them. stats were horrible. Well, he didn't even—he <laughs> hardly played, man. He horrible played. either way. Six points, five assists, three rebounds. You're not going to do anything without Chris Paul. The Chris Paul curse. Is he cursed? Because there was a Bleacher Report article saying that he's a dirty player. Oh, we know that. We've seen it. There's a video. I think they've also done a video that I saw, and you see all like the nut shots he does to everybody. And that's why everybody hates him, like DeMarcus Cousins, Rajon Rondo. Maybe this is kind of like the basketball god's way of punishing him. It's like, be nicer, little man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In his place, though, another little man, Cameron Payne. Wow. Oh, my God. He is a pain in the butt. That's really, what he is. though? 19 points, 7 assists, 3 rebounds. I remember him being a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder, and he was under the tutelage of Russell Westbrook at the time. Uh, He's bounced around the league a little bit, but it looks like he has found a nice role in Phoenix. Campaign provided a valiant effort in trying to replace what Chris Paul can do, but uh, they did fall short. Devin Booker, 31 points. Gotta watch him. Man, he is such a a tough shot maker and a tough shot taker. That's where I can see the, the Kobe Bryant in him, for sure. He's a born scorer. Anything else you want to mention about this team? No, I'm actually liking this series. I'm Like I said, I'm a little bit too tense for comfort, you know, but that's what makes basketball good, you know? I don't want to be a hometown dude. This is one of my favorite series, but I, if, if I'm going to respect all the basketball and if I'm going to be impartial to everything, I like seeing the, the coming out party in the younger players. I already know what the Lakers are expected to do. Mm-hmm. They are championship contenders all the way, but it's really cool to see what Utah, what Memphis, what New York and Atlanta does because that's the next generation. You're watching them come up right now. So, yeah, there's a lot of potential in Phoenix. Next season. Next season. <laughs> a couple seasons from yeah, now. Seasons. LeBron's not done winning. Yeah, okay? we need the three feet. Uh, okay. Um, before we go, let's just go ahead and recap the predictions for tonight's games. We have three different games, all game threes. Malv, 
Denver Nuggets, Portland Trailblazers, remind us who you have today. Oh, I told you I, I don't know on this one. I'm going to go. You're saying Jazz. No, you're saying Portland, right? I'm saying Portland. Today. I'm going to put my bets with you. Yeah. I'm going to go with Portland on this one. Yeah, Portland, they're playing at home. Dame Lillard is going to go off. And I think Melo's going to have the special game. Damn, uh, all these games are hard. These next three game threes, God. The only thing is like 7 and 7.30, these West Coast games always overlap. And I hate being like switching oh, between yeah, channels. Yeah. I like to be fully immersed because it's like I'm going to miss something on one like no matter what. So that pisses me off. The game to start off the evening is going to be the Bucks versus the Heat. Who do you have there? <sighs> my God, do I go with my gut or do I go with my brain? Uh, I'm going to go with my gut. Come on, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler has yeah. to step up. That's one, let's go, Butler. I got Miami as well. And the Suns versus the Lakers. <laughs> I got LeBron. I got AD. I got them putting in work. Should be 2-1. That's what I'm on to. So I guess we're, we're all on the, the same. same. Get out of my head. In my head. And we're done. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right, all right, all right. All right. Thank you, guys. That's going to conclude today's episode of Last Week in Basketball. We hope you had a blast listening. We always have a blast recording these. Questions, comments, anything like that, feel free to email us at malvinmogley at gmail.com. Subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. If you listen on Apple, please rate us five stars. This needs to be our full-time job. True. Yes. <laughs> One more thing. Follow us on social media, will ya? At Malv underscore N underscore Mowgli. We'll be back here multiple times next week because it's playoff basketball. Wait! Before we leave, ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to give a special birthday shout-out to the man, the myth, the co-host, Malv! Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Malv. Memorial Day weekend coming up. Hopefully we do not get too inebriated because we have work to do. Playoff basketball to watch. A couple movie podcasts that we got to do. Happy birthday. All right. See you later. (laughs) 